Certainly, the recovering is、uh, getting stronger, but everybody can understand it's not the recovery we want. It's not the recovery we want because it's still in balance between countries, and it's also in balance within countries. That's certainly the reason why、uh, uncertainty is still very high. The main challenges to、uh, the forecast are still there. And those challenges, you know them. It's that、uh, for advanced economies, unemployment is still high. That、uh, there are in these economies of fiscal and financial vulnerabilities. The main challenges for emerging market economies have certainly to do today with the risk of overheating, and in low-income countries, the question of food and fuel prices is coming back. With the risk of having something as uh, uh, important and strong and difficult as we had in、uh, 2008, so we must be aware of complacency, and we need、uh, urgent action. For advanced economy, what are the urgent action to be taken? Two direction: financial sector repair and reform. We all know that a lot has been done, but.、Uh, Especially in Europe, there are stress tests、uh, looking forward, and the stress tests will be linked with、uh, some kind of recapitalisation. Also, a lot has to be still to be done on terms of supervision, on extending the rules to the shadow banking sector,、uh, dealing with the CIFIs, the systemic important financial institution, implementing the macroprudential、uh, framework, deal with、uh, cross-border banking resolution. Complete the work which has been done on the possible taxation of the financial sector. So there's a lot of、uh, topics, issues, which are still open, and for which uh, uh, some uh, completion has to be to be proposed. On the other side, for advanced economy, the question, of course, is the question of sovereign debt. I guess you will have some question about it. And certainly,、uh, globally speaking,、uh, for advanced economy, the,、um, to put. The fiscal on a sustainable path in the medium term is the real concern. The recent declaration by President Obama, are very welcome, goes clearly in that direction. Of course, it has to be done carefully because nobody wants to hit the growth, the recovery, which is still fragile. But that's a challenge to do it together. As I said, for emerging market, the question is more overheating, which, from one point of view, is good news. But on the other hand, overheating can be very damageable. So, depending upon the countries, and it's very country-specific, the need to tighten the monetary policy, to withdraw, all the kind of stimulus which has been put in place on the fiscal side is certainly uh, appropriate. Uh, at the same time, the question remains on pushing on、uh, rebalancing growth on a more、uh, for surplus countries on a more domestic demand-led growth than on the export model that worked before. Why all this? Why did I say at the beginning it's not the recovery we want? Not only because it's abstractly imbalanced, again between countries with high growth and sluggish growth, depending on the part of the world, or within countries with income inequalities which are very high, as the recent event in the Middle East and North Africa has shown. It's not only because those imbalances; it's just because you may remember one year ago, exactly one year ago, was it in this room or in the other room? My concern was we may have a recovery without job, and 
it will be simple, probably too much to say that it's a jobless recovery, but it certainly recovery was not enough job. So the question now is job, job, jobs. And what does it mean for most people around the world if you have a recovery in terms of macroeconomic figures, but that it doesn't translate in any way into jobs? And again, example of Tunisia or Egypt are good from this point of view, where the macroeconomic figures are not bad, but the people don't feel any change in the, in the situation. So there will be a lot of challenges to deal with, especially because of youth, youth unemployment. And for the young, for the young um, what was seen at the beginning as just a transitory period, meaning that uh, they will, it will take some time for them to reach the labor market and to be able to find a job, is now, there's no risk that this will be turned into a life sentence and that uh, the possibility of lost generation that I already mentioned a month ago uh, could materialize. There's a real threat there and uh, we cannot do as if we were not concerned by this kind of uh, distribution issues. So the challenge is clear, that's why we need to take action both in advanced economies and emerging markets. Um, the challenge is clear, it's to preserve co social cohesion uh, without undermining the macroeconomic stability, and that's really something for which we're ready, we stand ready to help, especially in the Middle East, where this question is probably more uh, urgent than uh, in, in other countries. To do all this, you won't be surprised if I tell that we need more cooperation. The slogan of the, the spring meeting is global challenges, a global solution. Some may argue that there are also local challenges that need global solution. I agree, but that was certainly wrong would be to have a global challenges with local solutions. So uh, the idea I want to uh, stress again is that we are now in a world, in an interconnected world, which doesn't let any room for local solution and a solution that will be decided by countries without taking into account the consequences may have on others. It's probably useless to remind you how this cooperation saved the world from a depression that could have been as deep as the Great Depression. Uh, both the G20 and the IMFC are meeting uh, this, in this few days, and I'm confident that the collaborative way to uh, restore sustained growth and more balanced growth will emerge from uh, this discussion. Let me just remember you that it's important that this discussion takes place also at the IMFC because IMFC represent 187 countries, not only the 20 or 20 plus that are in the G20. Fine, we also have to take stock. That will be probably the last question which will be discussed during the, the these meetings, to take stock on uh, what has been said and done on the international monetary system side to try to prevent or to try to prevent uh, instability and uh, crisis. I think the IMF is uh, moving this agenda forward in a number of key areas, uh, including um, uh, capital inflows, spillover between countries, and the report we're going to, to uh, release in a couple of months, uh, global financial safety net, more focus, as I just made, on employment and inequality. So all this question of how to stabilize the international monetary system 
is something that uh, always been at the core of the mandate of the IMF, but uh, has people pay more attention. These days, we had an interesting seminar in Nanjing, in China, and I think the agenda will go on uh, during, during the year. Uh, certainly, the question of capital flow will uh, still have create some debate, but it's a very important, very interesting one, and it shows that uh, the institution uh, doesn't shy away from difficult problem. On the contrary, we want to address this problem uh, directly and try to find collective solutions. So we have much to do. We have much to do, and that's why I started telling that uh, the biggest risk will be complacency. I can assure you there's no complacency within the IMF, and uh, by the same token, there must be no complacency uh, from the international uh, community, and we will take care during this uh, spring meeting that it won't be the case. Thank you.